0: Welcome to Blockbusted, the movie review podcast where two members of a boy band ask, Are we participating in fake love? I'm Mitch. I'm Max. And today we are looking at Minari and past lives. I see you're confused by my BTS uh, reference.
1: Is that because they're K-pop?
0: Yeah, and also they they made a song called "Fake Love."
1: Yeah, I, I'm just trying to work out how that related to the movies beyond.
0: that. it's it's Korean pop. Yeah, it's
1: Korean, It's K-pop.
0: Yeah, that's because that's that. These two films, Fried Chicken and Parasite, are basically my only interaction with Korean culture. Wait, which war is um Mash about? Is it the Korean? Korean war. It's Korean. The mash as well. Uh, yeah, so this week we're looking at some K-dramas, uh, A24-produced K-dramas, to be specific.
1: They are both A24 as well, aren't they? Yeah, because
0: they're both super-duper artistic. Mm. Um, throughout this episode, I'm gonna, I'm presenting a challenge to you and me throughout this episode, Max. I have here in front of me a list of BTS songs, and I'm gonna try and seed different song names throughout the um episode i'm gonna see how many i can get in naturally and then see how many you can realize that i've actually done as well because some of these some of these are extraordinarily like i could probably get them in somewhere and you'd have no clue
1: so you get are you gonna send me the list of bcs
0: songs no, no. You have to figure it out if I've used it or not.
1: Oh, so I don't know what the BTS songs are, and I have to no. guess whether you've used a BTS song.
0: Yeah, if you think okay. I'll try and make it a bit more obvious. If I've managed to slide it in, I'll make I'll try and be like a bit more clear.
1: What Th- that defeats it- the whole point of the game.
0: Well, fine. I'll send you the list. It's it's the no, 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 list.
1: No, 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 no. If I if I think you it's weird, I'll 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 call you yeah. out. Yeah, and if I get it right. I'll play a small segment of a song in the edit
0: excellent i so what what i'll do is i'll i'll do a mix i'll do a mix of the ones that are pretty uh awkward to try and wrangle with, and then I'll also do ones that are also like simple to hide in it'll it'll be a mix i won't all right all right yeah <laughs> uh but how are you doing it's how how's it been uh it's been a while it's been too long frankly. Yeah,
1: busy and just need to do more movie and less boring stuff.
0: More movie, less study. Well, that's more me. You don't really that's study you, anymore, no, do you? I don't that's me. Though. So I have to um, do more movie, less duty. Yeah, classic. That a T-shirt. I don't want to pay for that. It would look gross as well.
1: No, I'm gonna set up a merch store, and you <sighs> can buy our T-shirt. It says more moody, less duty.
0: Moody or movie?
1: Real movie. That's Stoodie.
0: <laughs> we'll, we'll, on our merch we'll, store. The we'll link quality, in the bio. We'll quality check that. <laughs> All right. know,
1: I have a t-shirt that has a, a like, spelling error on it.
0: What's the t-shirt?
1: Um, It's the Catholu t-shirt.
0: But that's deliberately wrong, right?
1: No, I found... I saw it on Redbubble again when I was looking for shirts like a couple of months ago, and they have fixed the spelling error.
0: That's annoying. Do you prefer it with or without the spelling error?
1: I honestly don't care,
0: but... um, That's interesting. This feels like something you would care about.
1: I I thought I would have cared about it also, but um, I feel like I justified it to myself enough that it was uh, its intentional spelling error.
0: Gotcha sweet let's go all right
1: (laughs) um and spoilers
0: for oh yeah spoilers for minari and past lives I, i surely people get the idea by now right no like
1: you have to assume there's new listeners on every episode
0: oh that's so true hello new listeners spoilers for both minari and past lives Alright, starting off with Minari, directed by Lee Isaac Chung and released in twenty twenty. It stars my arch nemesis, Stephen Yun, Yeri Han, Alan Kim, Noel Cho, and Yoon Yu Jung. Max, what is Minari about?
1: Minari is about um, a movie in which every actor and character has a name that Mitch can't pronounce
0: properly. Um. I said those were fine. <laughs> No, I don't. Alan Kim. <laughs> I said Alan Kim. <laughs> that one was fine. Noel Cho. I'm sure that's <laughs> fine too.
1: No, Minari is about um, a Korean family uh, who have immigrated to the United States uh, in the 1980s. And they have just recently moved to Arkansas where they've bought a big pot of land. And they try and live together from in poverty. And everyone is sad. I don't... I do not mean you don't need to say everyone gets sad.
0: You said that. I didn't say that. You said, uh, yeah, I said that definitely. Mine are just suggestions. I mean, I didn't write these, <laughs> I never write these. Uh, yeah, it's, I mean, it's good. What do you What do you think, Max? Is it good? Yes, Mitchell, it is good. I don't know why you're acting this way to me right now. Um, no, I, I sir, yeah, we, <laughs> what I'm trying to say. It's um it's been a little while since I watched it, which is not good. It was it was it's a, it's a really well shot movie. It looks really good. It's acted really well. Uh thoughts and opinions. Max <laughs> I'm
1: so okay, so I think we can cut the tension in this room, in this virtual okay. room All right. with a knife, because I Really, quite like this one. I like this style of film that's a very like drama heavy character, like heavy, um, plot light esque sort of film. Whereas, I'm not convinced that you're as big of a fan of these kind of films.
0: It just hits a point with a lot of these where I feel like you could have ended the movie about a half an hour ago and it would have been a more interesting ending than what we actually get. Or if you manage to cut some stuff out, it, there's some slow burn stuff. Uh, I don't know. Slow burns are rough for me. I mean, I watched 2001: A Space Odyssey the other day, and damn, is that a good looking movie? But also, fuck, man, you can cut, you can cut some shit out of that bad boy. Yeah,
1: but that's also like it's a movie in effectively three parts, and um, you like, there's a whole bunch of other stuff going on with that movie.
0: But with, yeah, with but but my, my my point stands is like slow burns they need to kind of justify themselves a little bit to me. If it's no point, like, and maybe I require too much justification to really, uh, you know, get me to stay. Together but it just, um, some I don't know. I mean, it's not like I didn't like it. Mm. I just think it has pacing problems is more my issue.
1: Yeah, see, I'm a really big fan of these, it. like, slower, like, character-driven movies where you just have the... It's just about the characters and how they interact with each other and the fact that they're just trying to live out an existence and trying to balance between uh, so like a core, the core of this movie comes in where Stephen Yun's character, um Jacob Jacob? Yeah, Jacob. Buys a plot of land in Arkansas, um and a house which is effectively like a mobile house.
0: It's like um, one of those um, classrooms you used to have yeah, the por- in the primary portables. school, the portable yeah. ones, yeah.
1: And he doesn't really tell his wife anything and they get there and she's used to living in the big city because they've just moved from California um, and from Korea before that. And he has this dream of making this farm that she doesn't really see going anywhere. They've got two kids and one of them's reasonably ill and it's just about their interactions and them trying to find a place in this sort of rural town and in how they develop within each other's lives and i i really like i really like that kind of approach to filmmaking where you get to just it's more of a window into a, a life rather than a story
0: would you call it slice of life
1: i wouldn't call it slice of life because it's not I guess normal enough. It it's still like it's still trying to make a point and tell a story, and and both of these films are telling similar versions of that same story, which is Korean immigration to the United States. So I think that you still have enough narrative there, and you have enough, enough idea of it building a story around these characters there that it can't justify itself as a slice of life explicitly but Mm. um this sort of like character driven drama i see as much more yeah like a window into the soul sort of thing
0: Mm. i mean i like a good character driven drama i like what's the movie called (sighs) words on bathroom walls which is this pretty cool breakdown of what it's like to have schizophrenia i don't know i'm trying to think what else i can never really think of stuff off the top of my head like i mean the 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 basis of the film is kind of (laughs) dope I'll, uh, that's my second one, man. You're not doing very good. <laughs> I managed to sneak two songs in. Come on. What? <laughs> I, I'm dope and stay. Both of them. I'll try and do, I'll do, my next one has to be a hard one. I promise you. I'll do a hard one. i like a, a hard one for me to sneak in. I'll do a, right. a, a weird one because I've done two easy ones so far. Right. Uh, but no, so like I, <laughs> I really I do enjoy it and I enjoy like I mean especially if, I mean if we're going to we're going to talk specifically about Minari right now the just the way everything is shot the music is really good as well The music well. is really nice. It's been going around TikTok recently as a as it does where people are just being really melodramatic and irritating over good music as TikTok does and the so the music's really good the Characterization is really interesting seeing these two people clash, the, the mom and the dad or Jacob and oh crap. what's the mom? Do you remember what the mom's name is? Uh, uh, Monica, I believe is the mom's name. Yeah. Um, yeah. So when Jacob and Monica clash and they have these big arguments and you can kind of see both sides and you understand that what Jacob did was kind of messed up, but you also get that this is his dream and he's trying to live up to the American dream itself. And you know, it's it's sad to watch. And then of course you're looking through the eyes of this really young boy, David, who, you know, also has a heart condition. And then you got the weird grandma who says, but which was very funny. But yeah, it's like I don't know. It it sticks around too long. It hits a point where I'm just not interested anymore. And I, I get I get irritated. I get antsy because I've I've I figured out what the movie's trying to tell me. I get it. I understand what it's saying, but then it kind of keeps sidling up to me and being like, "No, no, no. Do you get it though?" And I say, "Yeah, yeah, 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 yeah. I get it." And it's like, "But, but, but, do you get it though?" And I'm like, I, "Mr. Minari, I understand what you're trying to say. I get it. We can wrap this up." It's, and I mean, I get, it's just personal preference at that point. I mean, I'm not going to say you're wrong for liking it more than I do. I,
1: I, I don't know whether it's necessarily like trying to say like, oh, do you get this? I think.
0: No, that's not what I'm think, trying to say. I, I think this
1: this movie is much more like, we know that you get this, now experience it. My takeaway from these kind of films are that like, it's not necessarily that you sit there and follow a plot and work out and like think cognitively about it through the whole film. But um, if you can sit there and the film draws you in emotionally and gets you to empathize with the characters effectively and relate that to your own experience, the experience of having an argument with a loved one or struggling to achieve the dreams that you've set out for yourself or coming to a new place and not being able to fit in, and a lot of that comes down to as well the idea that this is like an immigrant story, which I mean, neither neither you or I have directly experienced like immigration. That's um, true. But we both come from immigrant families per se.
0: Yep, mostly. Like, have I?
1: Yeah. I have. <laughs> <laughs> um. So there's like I I guess like for me at least there's enough there that I go like I can I understand this I've heard enough. Stor- I've heard stories like this that are close enough to me that I can empathise with with what's happening and be upset when the characters are upset and feel conflicted when the characters are in, in argument with each other. Be able to like feel the film more so than I can sit there and think about what's going to happen next, what's this film trying to tell me. And I think this film does that really effectively. I think it it does make the characters really empathetic. It makes them, even when they're, rude or selfish, you see them and you go, like, I understand why you have like yeah, as you were saying, Stephen Ewan's character, who makes some decisions that you kinda go, well, why did you not consult with your wife about this um before you did this? But like you under you come to understand it because he's out there trying to pursue his dream. Monica wants to look after her family. She wants to look after her elderly mother. Even her like even the the uh, grandmother is there like kind of almost conflicting against the like parenting styles of the two of them, going like, Well, why do you need to do this? Why do we need to be so harsh on these kids? Because like obviously they're under a lot of stress and that like ends up being taken out on their kids and the grandmother is sort of there and goes, Well, what about this instead? And you kind of get to experience the different points of view through the different characters. And you feel that conflict quite effectively. And I think they bring that. It's easy for the audience to empathize with the characters. I, I think I'm just Ooh. repeating myself at this point, but.
0: No, I mean, look, it's all, it's, in, it's interesting. And I mean, it has this like idea of like, you know, life goes on go in the and all that and how y- you have to uh you know kind of roll with the punches type thing but is roll with the punches one no life goes on was um ah, <laughs> you're close though i'm glad you picked up that i was doing it there so but in all seriousness no, i do actually think it has this idea of how life is not you can't plan for it and i think both of both of these movies touch on that is that like life is something you can't plan for things happen you have to be able to just continuously move and i'm saying look look i like these movies i'm not saying i dislike them i just think what am i what, what do i not like i don't like feeling sad maybe that's what i don't like <laughs> maybe so i just like, don't like so feeling th- this, sad
1: i mean this is a, it's a sad it's I, I don't know if I'd even call it a sad it film. Ends it's, a happy, it's a melancholic film.
0: It ends it's, happy and it ends hopeful and it's not dour because a lot of films that I watch that I actually do enjoy are really dour. Maybe I don't like the mixture of happiness and sad. I need one or the other. I'm an uncomplicated man, alright? I can't deal with multiple emotions. But In all, in all seriousness though, it's it's just, it's like... Uh, I think it's a, I think it's a, a, a zing factor. There's it's an X factor to a lot of the movies that I really properly enjoy. And it's something that I cannot describe. It's just the way I feel by watching them. Because I don't rate movies based on how competent or, s- or objectively good they are. A lot of movies that I rate low are arguably five-star films and just how they've been produced, how they've been created, what has what elements have gone into them. How I feel is what I basically rate them off, which I don't know, that's... It's how I deal with it. I don't know how you rate your do your ratings. How do you do your ratings? I,
1: I try and be like more objective about
0: like yeah. Fuck that. No, movies, enjoyment quality. of film is based on you, not on what the film actually uh, did. If enjoyment you of if
1: film, a, yes, but like being able to rate the quality of a film and being able to recommend it to someone. Like if you can go, I know this movie wasn't for me, but I can see its merits. Yeah, I think that's, that's I, what I'm I saying. I me, mean, that's what I. Like that's how I would rate a film. Is I'd go well. These are the merits by which this film stands, whether I like it or
0: not, is a is less important. That's a sad way to live. No, it's not. No, it's not. But it's. I just don't. It's so much. It's so. It's. It's. I get that. That's probably That's the better way to do, uh, criticism. I totally get that. But I don't care. I just want to talk. I like to talk about what I like to talk about, and I like to talk about what I don't enjoy. And if I don't enjoy something, whether or not I can actually see if it's good or not, I will say I don't enjoy it. And I won't. I won't hold it against anyone who does like it. And I just hope people don't hold it against me if I say I don't like it. That's more how I think about this. And like I said, this film is really good. I just didn't enjoy it. That's basically it.
1: it makes <laughs> I me I, sad. I just.
0: I, I got really, I really enjoyed the start. The start was really interesting to me, and it just kind of lost me as it went along. It got interesting again when they went to the church. I found that stuff was really interesting, and seeing what I thought. One thing I'll give this movie it was the how racism was depicted in <clears throat> the film. It wasn't this overt aggression. It was this weird othering instead of like these people <clears throat> are technically trying to be nice, but just like. You know, you have little kids walking up to um, David saying mm. your face is flat and stuff like that. Like, mm. obviously they technically don't mean anything by it, but it's still not like correct to do it. Like, you know what I mean? It's not, yeah. I, that's what I I like that stuff. That was, that was in, an interesting look at it. It's kind of the racism that uh, Get Out depicted as well. Not on, Get Out's a bit more, what's the word? It's It's less casual in Get Out. It's more obvious. More explicit. That's a good point. Yeah, more explicit. It's more. It's more obvious and explicit, exactly in Get Out, but and in 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 Minari, it's more very much just very quick comments that the camera pretty much cuts away right I mean, after. I as mean, well. it's, yeah. it's
1: the it's the touch on the casual. It's casualized racism. It's yeah, it's exactly. The ma- it's the majority of like everyday racism is casualized racism. And, exactly. Uh, the movie touches on it, and it doesn't linger on it particularly long. And I don't think it needs. Well, it's to not the take, point of the film. It, Exactly. Yeah. Did you find this film funny?
0: Yeah, it's funny. Moments. The grandma is really funny. Uh, like, like I mentioned before, the, the, the bro- she points to like David. She's like, you got a broken penis. So. <laughs> that's that's funny. That shit's funny. The grandma, just in general, like her, like constantly being like watching uh, professional wrestling. That's yeah. really funny too. Yeah, that was quite good. I'm trying to think Dave, oh, Jacob technically had some funny moments, but I'm blanking on what he did that I found funny. He d- It wasn't specifically stuff he did. It was just like how he reacted to certain things was kind of funny. And I can't remember any, any now. I,
1: I feel like like a lot of the human comes from just like the film being charming. And like, I think that's, that's what for me, this film boils down to is it's a charming film. Yeah. It's um, definitely. Yeah. And it like, it looks nice and it sounds nice as, as you said, and the, uh, the performances are all really good, I think.
0: Yeah, including um, the children, which is very impressive because mm, child actors are infamously horrible.
1: And on top of that, you have the bilingual, all the characters are bilingual, which mm. is another layer to put on top of a child actor, which like, I was really impressed with the fact that not only are they going like, these kids are performing really well, but they're performing really well in both it's English really and Korean yeah. Um, with no discernible like character differences between the two.
0: Yeah. It's real dynamite.
1: <laughs> that was one. That was one. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> I was giving you that one. But yeah, I, I describe this film as very charming. And I think a lot of the humor in it comes out of that. Like, yeah, as you said, like you got some funny, like explicitly funny moments, but just like the fact that like you have the, grandma who's a little bit like uh loosey-goosey and like doesn't really care what people think and the um david who is like uh smart ass for mm. so much of the film like one of my favorite moments was he got, he gets told to go get a stick so he can get beaten oh, with the stick yeah. and he brings him the, the grass rain yeah um and it's just and like the-
0: the grandma's it, really charmed by that too. It's really yeah. cute. Yeah. And it's yeah. it's
1: a it's sort of like a it's a he's a lovable smartass as a like a mm. kid in a in a childish way, not in a Cuz like
0: you can see that type of um characterization being really annoying in, a, in I mean irritating kids are annoying. Look just look at one of my favorite films, Terminator 2 fucking hate John Connor. That kid sucks. <laughs> but yeah, like cuz it was it was it's 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 become a bit that the smart ass kid is really freaking annoying and no one likes mm. them And the fact that this child David, who we spent a lot of the time looking through his eyes mm. as well, so it's important that we like him. The fact that this smart ass kid is actually fun to watch and you care about him and you don't hate him, it's very impressive. It's good filmmaking, good script writing, good filmmaking, good acting. Mm.
1: Yeah, definitely.
0: Yeah. Do you have more to add or?
1: I, I don't know. It's, it's, it's a hard film to talk about because it's like, it, it really is one of those films where I, I really think it's a, it's, I really liked it and it's really hard to explain why I liked it. Mm. Um,
0: the next factor other means than, back.
1: Other than like, it's a charming film and it's really well made. Mm. Um, and it, I think a lot of that, like, as I was saying, comes down to the fact it is just looking at these characters and the characters are interesting and the characters interact with each other in an interesting way. And you become invested in their lives. For me, that makes a really good film. And I think Minari is a, is a really good example of that sort of character driven story, the sort of like stakes of which are small in the scheme of things, but incredibly personal. And yeah. I don't know. That's, I don't know where I was going with that.
0: How'd you feel when the grandma set the uh, barn on on fire? Like, what was your thought process?
1: I was like, I don't know, because like the, the, you have this whole like setup of, so grandma's had a stroke. Yeah. She's become less physically able, but still wants to be able to help. And you see this through a couple of scenes where she's trying to do stuff and she can't do it because she's less mobile. Um, and this scene where she sets the barn on fire starts out like that. She's trying to um, help take out the trash. They burn all their trash because they don't want to pay council rates or something. I don't know.
0: I assume it was just the only way they could do it.
1: Well, they had council water, so I reckon, I reckon they not want to pay rates. I don't blame them.
0: Those things that kill her.
1: She goes to do that and like isn't able to control it properly because she like she knocks something out of the out of the bin and um it catches the grass on fire and that in turn catches the barn with all the crops on fire. And it's I don't know, I I, I really feel like it's a tragic it's a tragic moment. You see the grandma's character as someone who is desperately trying to help, like, sees the position that her family's in and wants to be able to help and can't and then feels the guilt of that because of its immediate aftermath and, like, she ends up trying to, like, run away and she can't because she, like, isn't, again, physically able to
0: um,
1: and uh, ends up getting, like, brought back by the kids Yeah. And like you get this, like on top of that, like you get this emotional climax of the film where it's this explicit recognition that David actually appreciates his family and like you get the scene of him running when he hasn't been able to the whole film and like that sort of stuff. But it becomes this like pivotal point in the film where, yeah, it's, it's this tragic moment for the characters because it's a, for one character, it's, a reflection on their like newly imposed limitations on one character. It's a, uh, the destruction of their dream. And for one character, it's the uh be careful what you wish for in a way sort of thing. And, and each of those characters sort of reacts in a different way and then like comes to a similar conclusion, which is the importance of like family, which yeah. I mean, this, this film is inherently about, but.
0: No way. What?
1: Yeah, I know. The family immigrating to Arkansas is is about f- the the movie is about family. Yeah, I know. The
0: movie about the family is about family? No way, bro. <laughs> it's a real um blood sweat and tears. <laughs> but yeah,
1: I think it's a it's a this tragic story point that like I don't know if you are it's not really a point where you want to blame anyone it's just uh like it's sad Uh, yeah
0: it's because you i think i think what the real tragedy comes from is that the the jacob is trying to do what he thinks will be best for the family and yeah maybe it's a bit selfish in some ways but he is generally trying to do stuff for the family Mm. and his wife monica just doesn't really see it that way she sees it as he's uprooted them he's done he's made a silly uh decision and then obviously David and his sister the sister we don't really get that much like she's kind of there i feel like we didn't get to see a lot from her perspective which i mean it's only it's only a film you don't get that much time to do, and you need to be able to create decent character arcs but at least with david you see this um this young man who's dealing with a lot of shit and then Mm. medically already dealing with a lot of crap and then further on having to deal with this new environment, his new grandma, his his newly uh, met grandma who is weird and makes him drink yucky stuff. It's, it's definitely a well thought out piece of media. It's, it's really clever in how it's constructed. Yeah. I wasn't going to say it, but that was it. (laughs) Well, I'm, I'm ready to rate. Are you ready to rate?
1: Yeah, let's do it.
0: All right, I give it three wet bedsheets out of five.
1: Yeah, there was a lot of, like, piss in the bed in this film.
0: Yeah. Good for Um, all those people who like a golden shower, am I right? Yeah, you get it, Max. Not that you like them, just that you understand the joke. Never mind. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) Um,
1: I gave Minari four versatile Korean herbs out of five.
0: Yeah, first tell Korean. I did actually like. No, 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 I mean we've already rated it, and we need to stop adding shit after we rate stuff. But I did like the um just the running theme of the minari and how it's like something that can grow kind of anywhere yeah. and uh it's strong and it, it it it's willful and yeah and it's also and useful. But it's, well. it's not just a weed; it's, it's, it's useful. For,
1: and it's a reflection of of the family their, of their family.
0: Yeah, it's that was clever. I liked that. All right, guys. You know what time it is. I know what times it is. Max, do you know what time it is? Seventeen past twelve. No. Yeah, I meant more in reference to the podcast.
1: Thirty-eight minutes and fifteen seconds.
0: Into exactly. Recording. And at that at that point in time, in all the recordings, we have Max and Mitch's mini media. <laughs> I was trying to give you a chance to say it because I always say it, but all right. Oh, I if thought that,
1: like you were going to always say it. I thought that's how I this was, worked.
0: I was just <laughs> trying to like, you know, give you a chance, but we'll, we'll work on that. Um, <laughs> I can't remember who went first because it's been a while since we last recorded. So you can go first.
1: No, I remember because I have been.
0: Oh, you've been editing. Who went first?
1: You went first. Because so it's still you. you won Rock, Paper, Scissors. <laughs> oh.
0: <laughs> well, you can go first. I'll let you go first this time then, since I went first last time.
1: All right. Well, this week that has just passed has been a week that has been uneventful and it had did not do much. But the weekend before Ooh. the week Whoa. was the pre-release of the new Magic the Gathering set, Worlds of Eldraine.
0: So this is not the Lord of the Rings one?
1: This is not the Lord of the Rings one. This is the new standard legal Magic the Gathering set for anyone who knows what that means.
0: I do not. Please explain.
1: It's, I'm I'm not going to explain what it means, but it basically.
0: Give us a, a, a quick rundown.
1: So there's different formats and this is the major competitive format.
0: I think I want to die. <laughs>
1: we'll, we'll leave it at that. We'll leave it at that. But it's a, it's a new set. Um, based on a uh, plane that, a world that they've already explored in Magic, but this time it's after the events of this really big war that's just happened in the last standard set, which is also the story, the main story sets, and features 10 different takes on different fairy tales, classic fairy tales, and each two color pairing, of which there are 10 in Magic, features a different fairy tale um and so i went to the pre-release on friday night last week it's come out today i believe actually for for actual purchase and i had a lot of fun i did pretty well i came fourth
0: wait so you um did you fight people
1: i fought people in the game store
0: like scott pilgrim style yep
1: no um we played a sealed tournament which is pre-release style so we pulled a bunch of packs and made a deck from um, random packs that we had never seen before, from cards that had never been played, we'd never played with before. And I came fourth out of about thirty-five people, which I was pretty proud with. And I played um, a deck that the like theme was the Pied Piper, and in this version of the story, the Pied Piper was gifted his magical rat powers by the Rat King Lord Skidder. It's kind of based. A lot of the way that I got to play was having rats out in the field and making lots of rats and hitting my opponent with lots of rats.
0: And I had a lot of fun. Real rat man over here.
1: I had a real good rat time. And that's... A um, rat in good time? It's, it's I'm, I've really enjoyed the pre-release. I think it's looking to be a really interesting like sealed environment, so good draft environment for those who go down to their local game store for Friday Night Magic and um, we'll see how it ends up influencing the more competitive side of the game, but um, I had a really good time with it, had a lot of fun
0: with my rats. It sounds sweet. Hell yeah. Well, I... Alright, so in my universe, uh, currently, there are Two people who are staying in my house who usually don't stay in my house,, Jesus. and
1: that's like a lot of people in not many rooms
0: yeah they 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 take over the um lounge room, yeah, right, and in doing so, they have continued to watch one of the shows that they've been watching in their spare time while they stay here.
1: That's always so dangerous.
0: <laughs> the show is called A Million Little Things. Now, I don't know. Are you aware of this show? No. Yeah, neither was I. And so I've watched three or four episodes at the middle of season two. In other words, I'm having a great time because it's the most melodramatic garbage I've ever watched in my life. And I watch a lot of melodramatic garbage. It, uh, everyone's cheating on everyone. Everyone's suicidal. Everyone is unhappy. People have cancer, then they don't have cancer, and then they do have cancer again. 16-year-olds are drinking. It's it's nuts. Absolutely crazy. Don't watch it. It's garbage. But it's great fun to come into a show that's had about a season and a half worth of dramatic buildup and then watch one episode, see things kind of wrap up a little bit, then see two characters have a real argument and then there's anime style like a six month uh time jump just mid episode it's a mess that's 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 it that's my review that's all i got to say about it that's that's what's been dominating my my current uh viewing experience
1: damn you should you should get into like i don't know a card game or something
0: Damn. What would what would what, what card game would you recommend?
1: Uh I don't know. Maybe like Yu-Gi-Oh.
0: Is that dead? Is Yu-Gi-Oh dead yet?
1: No, it's actually still pretty go- going pretty strong. New Pokemon set that's about to come out as well. I think.
0: You you are a real Pokemon guy. You might um be able to you know talk about it. I don't know. You do cards?
1: I I don't really do cards. Like I'm not super interested in the game. The card game.
0: You're interested in the Pokemon game? Is that what you're telling me? Yeah, the
1: whole Pokemon game, every game. I hate Yeah,
0: you hate them. I hate I could all tell. the
1: Pokemon games so much. That's yeah. why I talked about three three weeks in a row.
0: Let's see if you can do. Oh, wait, you can't do four weeks. You broke it with Magic the Gathering. What have you done?
1: Oh, well, I couldn't. I don't know. I don't have any more Pokemon media to talk about that's new.
0: Just watch a show. One of them. Watch <laughs> one, one of the shows. One of Watch the episode where Ash leaves. <laughs> Tell no, me how you feel about that.
1: But first, you've got to get through all the episodes where all of the good Pokemon leave. Like, mod are free.
0: Why, why would a Pokemon need to leave? Because the voice to actors go can't nine. disappear. Let's go to the next movie. <laughs> all right. Past Lives. Directed by Celine Song and released in 2023. It stars Greta Lee, T.O.U., and John Magaro. Max. Tell me what Past Lives is about. So, Past Lives is
1: about a Korean family that immigrates to the United States. No, I,
0: it's not really about the family, though. No, time. it's not.
1: It's not. It's not.
0: So, good bit. I like the bit.
1: Past Lives centers around two characters who grew up together in uh, Seoul and then are uh, ripped apart by the movements of life, um, i.e., one of them goes and immigrates to Canada.
0: The drastic movements of
1: life, as the it were. The drastic, the drastic movements of life are moving the over. and we see these characters at different intervals of their life. So, at tw- in twelve-year periods, so we see them at twelve years old, twenty-four years old, and then thirty-six years old um, throughout the film. It's pretty old, and them losing each other, reconnecting, losing each other again, and then reconnecting again. But their lives have moved on, and mm. it's about young love, and... Fate. Yeah. Destiny. And the... The Taken King. Concept of Inyun. Inyun.
0: Inyun? Inyun. Inyun.
1: I had written it down.
0: Are you getting notes from our manager?
1: No, I'm getting Magic of the Gathering cards from our manager.
0: We've passed that segment.
1: Mitch wants you to know that we passed the Magic of the Gathering segment of the show. it's bad. I know I
0: played with it. Really, you doing this because I'm going to edit? I'm editing this week, so I have to do more editing. No, was that your wrap up? (laughs) Have you have you finished (laughs) wrapping up the story? That's the wrap up. All right, (laughs) great. Um, no, good film, excellent film. Max, you talk about it. You're more passionate about this one than I am.
1: (laughs) This film, great film, excellent film.
0: It's pretty good. Um,
1: I've been handed a wrap. Show
0: him. Oh my God. How cute the rat This is so good for rat. podcasting. It's a rat, rat, rat. Damn, that is a rat. Look, look. Oh shit, a rat. Oh shit, a rat. Get it? That's a meme. Remember that meme from the days of memes? They're still around. More is yet to come.
1: No, Past Lives is, again, a really good. Heartfelt, melancholic K drama. Um,
0: melancholic? I didn't get sad this one. You didn't get sad? Oh, not to like the very end, but like even then, I was like pretty, like I don't know. It felt kind of hurtful if anything.
1: I mean, yeah, but you know, like a melancholic way.
0: I mean, yeah, her reaction at the end was sad, but that's more because when I see people cry, I'm like, ah, damn it, you're crying. I'm gonna start crying. This is embarrassing. I don't know.
1: But no, it's a really like beautiful story about these two characters who grew up together and
0: and moved apart. Moved and apart and then reconnected slightly. and moved apart like, again.
1: How they influenced each other's lives and that the sort of like young love that you experience as as young
0: people and Imagine marrying a guy who wrote a book called Bono. Like how would you feel about that? Um What do you reckon that book's well, about? It was about,
1: okay, so it had a, a artwork by Jeff Coombs on the cover.
0: That's just not. You asked me a question. I'm going to answer it. That was not my question. <laughs> my so, question was, what's the book about? And you told okay. me that the artwork is by Jeff Coombs, which okay. is on a book, which has been put on a book called Boner. Okay. okay. That can't okay. be unintentional, okay. right?
1: Okay. No, of course it's intentional. Okay, good. But, but, but. My instinct is it's like an art. It's an art book. It's a book about art.
0: About dicks?
1: I don't think it's about dicks. My, like, best guess is, like, if you want to, like, read into it a little bit, maybe it's about, like, sexism in art. But, yeah, so Jeff Coombs, who most famously did the balloon animal dog
0: sculptures.
1: Mm, I know
0: those.
1: Yeah. I'm sure you'd recognize it
0: if you looked it up. Maybe if I looked at the one, but I don't know it off the top of my head.
1: Okay. Anyway, it's he's a famous American artist who is not meant to be that nice of a person from memory.
0: Oh, um, really? That's unfortunate. Most yeah. artists do suck, though. Um, the famous ones, at least.
1: I think he just he made a lot of money and then was a dick.
0: I'm a champion. That's sick.
1: <laughs> anyway, I yes, I think that's what the book was about.
0: I reckon it was about dicks. I reckon it was about, um, penises Broken and all penis. Broken penisu. Broken penisu. Exactly. Damn, the, the, that 1980s Korean family could have really gone well, gotten along with that book. They, they would have used it for, um, penis studies. Um, so look, it's good. It's a good movie. I thought it was really cute. Uh, I really liked TOU, uh, the, the, um, I can't remember the character's name, but he's the he's the he's the boy in this relationship, all well, this back and forth thing. Uh, he's the one who gets left behind, and he's he was really sweet and kind of cute to watch. Um, also, another film with good child actors. Hi ha, Sung. Hi Sung. Yeah, sweet. But also another film with good child actors. Mm. they're not in it nearly as much as the ones in Minari were. But yeah, I i mean, you may have noticed that I only mentioned about three people who are starring in this instead of the usual five to six I put in. It's because yeah. the movie focuses on three actors and then everyone else is pretty much side. Um, yeah. I mean,
1: like the, there's like important characters who you don't even see. And, and yeah. it really like narrows its focus on this movie is about three characters and these char- three characters alone at different points in their lives. And it really does that quite effectively. And it doesn't muddy the waters with the necessity. Like it doesn't muddy the waters with other characters. We know that they're there. Like um, it's really Nora's-, efficient. Nora's mother is a character. We know she's a yeah. character. We hear her on the phone. I
0: mean, we never we do see, see her. her. We, oh, see we see her, her briefly. She's in-, in the starting stuff when they're in Korea. Yeah. But we don't see it for the rest of the film. Yeah. Um, The same with her father,
1: um, who we see at the beginning of the film very briefly. Once or twice, yeah. And is mentioned a couple of times throughout the rest of the film and is obviously an important character because, like, it's her parents' decision to move to North America um, that spurs a lot of the plot of this movie. And the filmmakers realise that it's not necessary to have them as – fully fledged characters in this movie, because as much as they are important to the story, they're no more important than their actions that they've taken. And 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 frankly, it becomes an action that happened in the past, depending on at what point in the movie. 20,
0: 24 at. years uh, ago by the end of the film. <laughs>
1: but it really strongly focuses in on these three characters. And um, it means that you get to study these three characters in a lot of detail and have them go through like, the different, different emotions and different feelings that are associated with reconnecting with people or questioning your life decisions or falling in love or anything like that. Yeah. And it really gets, it means that you get a couple of different takes on the same idea, but it's still very focused and you get to explore those a lot more deeply than if you were to have a a bigger, like normal size cast, if you were that sort of like, five to six member cast.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's a, it's it's an interesting three to focus on as well. I mean, obviously the main, the first two, the main two are definitely what you'd have to focus on, but the inclusion of John Magaro's character, who's Greta Lee's husband, is interesting. He's only introduced until a good, maybe third of the way through the film, I'd say. Mm-hmm. And it then takes a little bit longer for him to become a focus as well. And you kind of see him as maybe he's going to maybe be a side character for a little bit, but he sticks around and he becomes properly important. And I mean, he's a really, he's a good actor. I like him a lot. I haven't seen the other two in anything. I don't know if you've managed not, to catch not them. Not
1: from memory. There's a possibility I have, but I'm honestly yeah, not sure.
0: John Logaro, he's in some good stuff. He's in one of my favorite movies, uh, Overlord, which is a movie about zombie Nazis. Sick film. Watch that. Greta Lee was in a, in across the Spider Verse, oh, a voice actress. Yep, as oh, guess. Who? Lila. Who's Lila? Is that a is that one of Gwen's friends or? I'm I'm having a look. I'll I'll keep the people entertained, uh, but let me know. Let me know. It's the hologram of the um Oh the, the tech one? Uh,
1: no so Miguel O'Hara's Spider-Man.
0: Oh. has like the
1: hologram. Yeah. She voices the hologram. Just flicking through. We also have her, she's also in The Morning Show. I didn't watch that. Um, which was on Apple TV. She was in Russian doll. I watched some of that. She was
0: in Saint Vincent. And strays. I haven't seen strays. I don't want to watch strays. Looks stupid. She's in the new Twilight Zone, though. Mm, yeah. And um, What We Do in the Shadows. So I guess she's um, a bit of an up-and-comer. She's going to yeah. go places and do things.
1: She was good. She's been TV- in TV, and this has been she's her moving, first real big yeah, film She's moving role. into
0: film, yeah. So, I mean... What did you think about the um just the implications of fate and Un, inyun and that I all that? Well, how did how did that make you feel? What what did you get from that? So Lee's
1: character um, Nora says at the point where she meets her husband John Magaro. Um, John Magaro, she says, "Oh, do you know about Inyun?" Which we haven't explained. I realize. So Inyun is the idea. I think it's a Buddhist idea that. Through reincarnation, your soul interacts with many, many people over the course of your soul's existence. It's like the build-up of connection that you have with another soul over time. And inyun is the connections between your soul and another soul. Um, And like any interaction
0: can be inyun. Like brush. uh, They say they describe um something as inane as just brushing someone's clothing as you walk past them can count as inyun. And the, like, the peak
1: of that is that at, uh, if you have a thousand layers of onions, so- 8,000. You know someone- uh, pun? 8,000. Was it 8,000? 8, it's 8,000. Interacting with someone over 8,000 lifetimes, then you, like, in this lifetime, you marry them. Just cute. So she's, um, Nora's explaining this to, to John Magara's character, who I've totally forgotten his name.
0: I don't remember Nora's- Oh, Nora's character is Nora. Fuck. <laughs> Arthur. Is that his name? Yep. That's a sick name. Oh, he's a Nor Jew it, as well. Yeah. It's like That's like a thing. Sorry, continue. Um,
1: <laughs> she's explaining this to Arthur, and then he goes like, oh, really? And then she says, oh, no, it's just something Korean people <laughs> used to,
0: to- Get laid um,
1: <laughs> to, <laughs> to hook up. To hit on each other. What did she say? I think it was to seduce people.
0: I can't, yeah, I think, I don't remember what it exactly was, but it was pretty funny. And then she's just kind of staring at him like- bruh and he's like just kind of not getting it but then kind of getting it and I was like I've never felt closer to a character before in my life
1: uh, I love I love that character and the I walked out so I saw this with my partner and my parents and my sister and we what all walked interesting out of
0: that people, film a bunch of people to watch that film with
1: we walked out of that film and I was like the scene where they're laying in bed and he's going like oh my god I just feel like my story's not, our story's not interesting enough. Like I'm just some Jew from the East village and like, I don't do anything. And I was like, I have dead ass had that conversation with my partner before. And then my dad was like, yeah, me too.
0: Damn, it's generational.
1: (laughs) So awkward, great represent. I feel, I felt seen. I felt represented by the awkward Jewish man.
0: No longer the truth untold. You.
1: But yeah, I guess like the way that the film depicts this idea of Indian jumping back to that is it like develops over the course of the film. So you sort of get introduced to this idea that sort of like, Oh yeah, it's an idea. And then you get told, well, it's kind of just a load of crap and you go like, yeah, I get that. And mm. You sort of just, uh, like, especially as a n- Westerner watching, you're, you're kind of just going like, oh yeah, whatever. It's like something I don't believe in because, um, it's not. I know it's not ideas that we've typically grown up
0: with. Did you not pick it as something that was going to be important for the rest of the film? No, no,
1: no, I picked it up as something
0: that was going to be important. Oh, okay. So I was going to say that's like, that was like the harshest telegraphing I've ever seen in my life. It's in the title. What? Oh, past lives.
1: Yeah. 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 No, it's not that I didn't pick it up. It's that like, it keeps getting referenced back to it, but it's not a, like, it's not treated as something that's important for the first half or so of the film. It's this idea that gets referenced and is sort of casually played around with. And then it develops this sort of sincerity to it. And you get to the the point where they're sitting in the bar, which is this like back to the first shot of the film where you get a third-person perspective of
0: them at the bar. Did you – not just to go off that, did you notice that So it's like a dude in a – and a a lady talking to each other about who do you think they are. And then there's a shot where it's later and you can see that they're actually there. Yeah. I know that that's like just basic filmmaking. They probably probably did was they shot that all on the same day. And so like they could have done that, but it was just nice to have a film that noticed those types of like, uh, uh, what's it called? Um, details. Like they put a couple there who could have been obviously probably was those two people in mm. the spot with a camera was, I just like that. That was something that I really appreciated. Yeah. You get that scene where they're going like, is this another
1: layer of Indian? Is this another life? Um, mm. What were we beforehand? Were we a people in the street? Were we like a master and a slave? Were we, um, a, yeah, bird and the tree branch? And you sort of get this, like, it becomes this emotional pivot. And like, Does the film convince me that, like, this is a real thing that exists? No, because that's not what it's trying to do. Um, I was going to ask you what
0: you thought our Inyon was.
1: Oh, no, we can do that. We'll cut this bit out. The film really, like, pushes this idea and, and, like, makes you think about these ideas of, well, what if we exist? In a, in a form of reincarnation, what if this is one of many lives? What if um, we have infinite relationships with people that we that uh, people that we have relationships with now? And you get that both like on a romantic level and on a platonic level. I think the film uses that like motive, that idea of well, what were we to each other, and what will we be to each other in the, in our next life as really interesting. Um, especially given that it doesn't like explicitly go like, oh, this is what we were and this is what we're going to be. And like, they couldn't have, e-
0: have easily done that. And they could have like easily- a have have, of, Like a of montage of these random interactions. Exactly. Yeah. And like- That would have ruined the movie though, right? Well, maybe. I think that, because I think the fact that it's, mm, you don't see that crap. Oh, crap. I shouldn't say crap. You don't see that though. And you don't um, see- it's the fact that it's this belief that they have and it's this idea. It's like it's like a faith thing. And I think yeah, that's more interesting I, I, I than th- if I we got a definite I, answer. I agree. I
1: think it, it makes it more powerful and it makes it more of an interesting idea that it's not necessarily real and we don't know whether it is or it isn't.
0: Yeah, the film isn't saying this is exactly what's going to happen. It's two characters' beliefs and kind of mm. maybe a way for them to reckon with what they lost between each other. Mm. Yeah, which I think is really interesting look as I, yeah, I like this movie um I didn't think had the same problem as the other one I got bored about three quarters of the way through and i I think I would
1: say something similar about uh, how this is like it's a character driven
0: yeah, it's the same thing I mean, same thing as in it's the same genre yeah it's
1: it's exactly the same genre it's it's a it's a character based drama where there's a really tight cast you get to see what they go through. Um, in a really interesting way, the movie's structured to allow you to empathise with them effectively, and you um, go through the ups and downs of their life with them, um, and it becomes a, a, a sort of window into their lives, a window into their window into, into the soul. And I, I, I think, yeah, I, I, I think this film and, and, and Minari both do that quite effectively. I think this film may be slightly more so because. It is more focused, and it is more. It is tighter. It really. It as we're saying, it focuses on three characters, and there's very little outside interference in
0: that sort of perspective. Yeah, it's yeah, it's got like a hyper fixation rather than the kind of broader stroke of a whole family. Yeah, it's look, it's 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 a really pretty film as well. There's some really nice shots of different cities. So obviously, there's mostly uh it's mostly New York, so that's where most of the movies shop. There, when they're in Seoul, there's some nice shots there too. Got some serious parasite vibes. I guess because it's the same freaking city. But still, like it felt it, it it was nice to like get those vibes it's you don't see Seoul that often in mm-hmm. not in the films that I get to watch at least. Uh and so yeah.
1: The other the other thing this film does really well is music and sound design, specifically the foley work. Um the mm. Foley is really, really good. There's
0: what that... do you mean by Foley for those who might not so, understand?
1: So, one of my favourite pieces of sound work in the whole film is one of the last scenes where um, he's left in the taxi and she's just walking back to the her like apartment and Arthur's waiting for her outside. And as she walks back, she's just walking on the street and you hear every footstep. And right, it's it draws you into thinking about the sound and she walks on like a couple of different surfaces. And it's so like distinct, distinctly like that. It's so distinct that she's going through these physically going across these different places. And like, whether you want to argue that's a like reflection on the film or the themes of the film or, or, or whatever, but mm. it utilizes that sort of foley work, and it does this throughout the film, but I think that's probably the best example of it. Um, it utilizes that to really hammer home like the emotional moments and uses sound in a really effective way to communicate the emotional beats that it wants to. And then on top of that, you have some really good music work as well. I realized it's by a band that I quite like. I know, Lame. That's not Lame. Why would it be Lame? I think his name's... Jonathan Bear and he has a two person band called Grizzly Bear and the two of them worked on the music for this film and which was fantastic and
0: I really, really enjoyed. Gotta be honest, I actually didn't notice the music. I noticed it more in Minari. Minari's hit me a bit more. This one it was kinda it I mean, obviously it was complimentary because I didn't have anything that was against it. I just didn't really notice it as anything stand out. That was but yeah, I don't know. That's that's just my little two cents, not to drag you down, but yeah. I, I mean I'll give it a listen later. Maybe I did like it. And I've just forgotten. It's been maybe a week and a bit since I watched it. Mm. So it's possibly that I just kind of forgot about it. Yeah. But yeah. Uh, any other comments you want? Me- oh, we have to, we have to calculate our Inuin. Yeah. So what do you reckon? Uh, what, what? Cool. Little cameo from the outside. Uh, are they done?
1: <laughs> I think so.
0: Did anyone Sorry. crash? uh wh- how high do you reckon our in is obviously we're not married so it's on eight thousand. actually uh, we could get married though it's unlikely but we could i
1: think it's unlikely that we'll get married
0: yeah that's a good point but do you reckon it's high or low I, what, do you, reckon, what do you reckon out?
1: i reckon i reckon it's high ish
0: yeah we've been in our lives each other's lives this one for the for the past few years a while <laughs> over, you
1: know just the past few maybe
0: i don't know a dozen <laughs> it's maybe it's about eleven.
1: I reckon it's about twelve. I reckon it's about the time of the. I reckon it's we've known each other for as long as it was two
0: thousand eleven, the the right?
1: Time skips in this movie.
0: <gasps> We're a whole time skip. <laughs> Wait, should we? Should we not talk to each other for another twelve years and then meet up and then you can be married and I'll be like, plus smash, Plus smash, baby, smash. I- <laughs> but yeah. What did you think about the ending in that? Because I thought it was good that she didn't ditch John Magara because that would kind of belittle that relationship and it would ruin it. And they even mentioned how, like, that's what would happen in a different movie.
1: Yeah. So, so he, so important in, in context here. So, Arthur, John McGarrow's character, and Nora are both writers and they meet at this, like, artist retreat and they go on to be, she goes on to be a playwright, I think, is, yeah. is, is. What they yeah, discuss yeah, in the film, and yeah. he says in this scene that I really, really love again because I feel represented in film. That this the story, the like correct story, or the 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 story that's more um,
0: the more cinematic, the one cinematic, that would get into yeah. a film, yeah,
1: or well, like even the more just like narrative story, more interesting story is that she. Reconnects with her old love, and they go off together. And, and they, he's like
0: the evil American husband and yeah, stuff he's like an that. Evil yeah, which is white exactly guy. What he that he used. Yeah,
1: yeah. And I don't know. I was sitting there in that film and going, I'm like, I agree. And you have two options. There, I was seeing that in, in the cinema, and going, there are two. There are two ways this film is going to end. And like, when you think about it, I'm like, of course, there's two ways this film is going to end because either they're
0: going to get together or they're not. But like the fact that they mentioned that kind of yeah and cinches it. Makes it. it
1: it makes it so explicit. And even though, even though you have those two options, the fact that they mention that this is the, like, that, like, he is the evil American, the evil mm. white American, the fact that he characterizes himself as that when we very much know that his character is not that. He's proven himself enough in the other scenes that he's been in that he's not a malicious character and he's not an evil character. And he also isn't one who is going to stand in the way of a different like version of the story. Um, He's not going to stand in the way of their relationship if, if the story went the other way. So like he characterizes himself in the, in the worst possible way, which again, I feel very sane, but the, the fact, the very fact that he does that really like, yeah, as you said, it cinches the idea that it, they, they won't come together because they can't, they it's can't. impossible and, now. Yeah. Well, it's not even that it's impossible now, but like impossible it,
0: in this narrative is more what I mean.
1: Yeah. The, the, the story that is being told here would not work if they got together. And, and yeah. I feel like it would feel less cathartic.
0: It would lose its meaning. If it, if that's how it ended, it's, it's similar to how I think it would lose its meaning. If we saw all the, um, points of Inyun beforehand, it would lose its meaning. If she did leave him and went Mm. with her old love, like it's, that's, I would feel obviously technically I would feel better because the story has what made you want these two to get together, even though it's saying they're not going to. So it's it's yeah. teasing you technically. Even technically, I would feel better, but not actually. I'd feel very cheated yeah. that the film did that. I'd be like, you've. It's. I would honestly believe that at some point uh, a producer would have come in. If it was anyone else, who wasn't a twenty-four. I would just say, I would believe a producer came in and said this ending is not going well with test audiences, yeah. we need to change it. That's what I would think would have happened if she went off with him. But it doesn't cause A twenty four is pretty rad. They don't do that. At like, least I'm not as far as I'm aware. They don't do that. They seem to be pretty um artist like um supporting the artist and that type of thing. Yeah. But yeah, it would be cheap if she went off with him because that would defeat the whole like the whole message that this movie is giving, which is that sometimes shit does not work out and life is not a narrative that, that will fix itself like that. And you don't people don't fit into the roles that a lot of narratives say like he the John Magaro does not fit into the um, evil American role because he's mm. not evil. And he himself, I is he I think he did he mention he's also an immigrant as well or something? Or is he just Jewish? I can't I think remember. He's just Jewish, which is, but that—that's like that's that's enough of a step outside of that, like the white American Christian ethnic group, like as but like, well. It,
1: it's for things like he,
0: well, he, also his actions like, in general. His, his yeah. actions,
1: like he, he demonstrates that he or not even demonstrates, but he, he acts in a way that shows that he loves Nora. The, the key one of them being is that he's learning. He says he's learning Korean to
0: understand yeah. her dreams. And it's the, like, it's, it's so cute, beautiful. It's beautiful. It's really cute. And also he's um more than happy for them to hang out. And he's like, you should, you should hang out with him. And mm-hmm. then he, and he hangs out with them, but then they kind of ignore him a little bit, but he's like, you should do that because t o u whose character name I cannot remember again, but he's having trouble speak he can't he can barely speak English, and so he's he doesn't mind that um his wife is speaking to him in Korean because mm. it, it, he understands it's not about him and he understands mm. he he trusts her mm. to make the right decision basically, which is really which is not what that that character would do in a different story. Mm-hmm. a' more Americanized a uh, 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 blockbuster that type of thing story you know what i mean yeah and i think what i'm really enjoying and i
1: think we talked about this the other week as well is that so this has had quite a lot of critical commercial success mm. given the fact it's a independent well independent it's a small studio smaller A20, studio production 24
0: is big enough i
1: think uh, yeah, yes but like it's it's a smaller studio it's it's a less well known cast it's less well known yeah. um director yeah. sorry, yeah. and we're seeing more of that kind of stuff so obviously we've got past lives we've got Minari also had relative success. we talked about parasite today and we've also talked about it in the past, but even things like Nomad land um, which was nominated for the Oscar near um, it came out as
0: well because that's um, um what's her name the Chloe. Chang Zhang yeah Chloe Zhao. I can't remember what her last name is it's Chloe something she did Eternals which, um which is the best looking Marvel movie but also one of the most boring ones Chloe Zhao Chloe Zhao and yeah we're seeing more like like Asian
1: American and Asian films being more public like more publicly shown more accessible to Western audiences which I really enjoy there's also he did the hostess and most recently, oh, it was The Handmaid's That's the one I'm thinking of. And
0: his name is I can't remember his name either. He did he he did Old Boy, right? I believe so. Uh, Park Chan Wook. Um, yeah, Park Chan Wook.
1: Just like seeing more of these sort of film, more Korean films in the public sphere is really good. And I I have enjoyed most of the ones that I've seen and most of the ones that I've been able to access. So I hope we see more of it.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think, I think, oh, I think I was hoping for more, more of this type of thing to happen after Parasite won the Oscar, and it feels like it's still a little rough to try. Like there's a bit more that's come through, but it's still a little bit rough to see. Um, to try and find these films sometimes. So hopefully these ones. What the, I mean, like Minari was a couple of years ago and then Past Lives is this year. Mm. So hopefully... I mean, that is a bit more, but still. I'm just hoping mm. that... Because, I mean, it's obvious that they're having a commercial success, as you mentioned as well. They're um they're doing well in the box office because, mm. believe it or not, people like going to see good movies. <laughs> they they will, if, if something has good word of mouth, mm. you will get bums in seats generally. But yeah, that's hopefully we see more and I hope it becomes easier to go see them. Cause I mean, it didn't take, wasn't hard for me to go see past lives, which is nice. Impossible. Yeah. Yeah. It's good that they did it. Cause a lot of films that I usually want to go see after like find them, and I'm like scrabbling yeah. through and it's like, Oh, it's this one showing at 9 PM in Geelong. Have fun, dickhead. And I'm like, I can't make that. I'll just have to pirate it later, I guess, because you're yeah. not going to put it on a streaming service. You ready to provide a, a rating? Yeah. Sure. You want to go first?
1: Sure. I gave this four lives and an Isekai in which we've met out of five.
0: Oh, that's cute. I give it a three Inyuns out of five. So we kind of did the same joke, but like slightly know, differently. Yeah. That's cute, though. I like that. The, the Isekai <laughs> is the half a, half a them. Yeah. So what, what did we get? Did we both die? Or was I somewhere and then you died and met me? Or did I die and meet you? Who knows? One of the the three options. We could have both died. Wait, did I say that already? Yeah. Ah, shit. Sweet. Uh, So this has been the Blockbuster Podcast. I've been Mitch. I've been Max. And you can send us questions, reviews, and warranted hate mail at blockbustedpotty at gmail.com. That's P-O-D-D-I-E. You can also find us on Twitter at the username... Usernamer? Username Username, uh, BB Potty. And TikTok, you can find us at blockbustedpotty. This week, I'm asking you to kill someone with a stone slab like in Parasite. It's not a slab. Oh, it's like a... It's like a slab, bi- just, of- just a big rock. This is the big rock. Also, um, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. I got eleven BTS songs in. By the way, you found one. That's a that's a failing rate. That's a fail pass. That's, that's that's the failing that's mark. Fail is what I should say. Yeah, yeah that's a fail pass. pass. Yeah. Um, I'm actually some of them. Can I read some of the ones that I got out? Run sure, the intro, sure. but I'll read some of the ones as we're, as we're going all right, out. Okay. All right. So. We had Blood, Sweat, and Tears, mm. um, My Universe, Let Me Know, The Truth Untold, which I just said randomly out of nowhere and you did not pick up on. That was rough, man. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit! A rat!